From Bias to Equality podcast is brought to you by the CEO magazine, Holman Web Lawyers, and B2 Buy. Hello, and welcome to my podcast, From Bias to Equality. I am your host, Sandra D'Souza. Thank you for joining us. Today, for this very special International Women's Day episode, I am delighted to have a very special guest with us. We are going to have a special conversation with presidential candidate of Iceland, Sigrid Hrun. Sigrid is an Icelandic investor, former chairwoman of the Association of Women Business Leaders and Entrepreneurs in Iceland, and founder and owner of Vinopolov a company with emphasis on security material and solutions of the structural industry. She was elected as chair of the Association of Women Entrepreneurs in 2021 for a two-year term after having served as a board member in the association from 2019. In 2023, Sigrid served the association on the International Committee. She's also a board member of the Association of Women of Higher Education Iceland and is an active member of BPW Business and Professional Women. Sigrid Harun announced her intent to run for president in 2024 Icelandic presidential election on 12th of January 2024. The election will take place on 1st of June that year. Hi Sigrid, thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast today and before you start I just want to let our listeners know that it is very common and respectful practice to name presidents and presidential candidate and 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 it's absolutely okay to talk to you in on first name basis so I just want to make that clear um, because it's very important to all of us here um, especially as the women presidential candidate um, that it is completely okay to address you on first name basis yeah it is thank you it's a typical Icelandic tradition uh, to call each other on the first name basis so I'm very grateful for that and thank you for having me it's an honor and a pleasure oh no it is definitely an honor secret to have you and I'm very excited to um especially in our special International Women's Day um episode and knowing Iceland being pioneers in gender equality so firstly, I would like to ask you, what drew you to public service and seeking the presidency? Oh, good question. <laughs> uh, well, me standing up and stepping forward is a calling for humanity. So I come for all of us. And I have three pillars. So I stand irrevocably for democracy, freedom of speech and equity. And I realize very, very strongly that I stand on the shoulders of the people that came before me and they lifted me, you know, up and onwards, both men and women. And I'm talking about my parents, grandparents, grand grandparents, etc. Yeah. Uh, I have a different approach. I'm non-political, so I have an open heart and I have very, very powerful multiplicators. Um, I would name grace, gratitude, hope, and joy, and love. And I believe because I like creating things, I like making things. 
uh, I think we should use this opportunity to create the world we want to live in and create it together. So we have to have, well, I'm fearless, so I'm a very good candidate. <laughs> <laughs> I would place myself first. <laughs> but basically, to answer the question, you know, I stand up and step forward because I can. Uh, I'm lucky enough to live in a place that allows me to do so. Iceland is one of the most free countries on the planet. Uh, I have almost never worked in public service, but service is innate to me. Mm. So I, I work through charities a lot by serving, but work-wise, I've been working in the private sector and since uh, 2010 as an entrepreneur. Yeah. So uh, it is a journey, you know, going and stepping yeah. forward. And I, I would like to mention, because we, we have to pinch people, and especially women, to stand up and yeah. step forward. Uh, it's almost impossible to remove yourself from your own company instantly. Mm. So I, I took ample time to prepare myself for this amazing journey. I have prepared it for two years. Think about yeah. that. Yeah. I invested my, in myself in 2019 when I volunteered as a board member to FKA. It's the Association of Women Business Leaders in Iceland. And I went on two years later volunteering for the chair of that board. And I won that too. And I served for two years and I exited last spring. It's because I think that uh, chairing in an association like that they are independent and um, very dynamic. So I really wanted to pass the baton. You know, you take your race yeah. and then you move on. Yeah. Um, I had to prepare, as I said, I had to prepare for two years and I prepared my family, my children. Yeah. They are all very independent and uh, they're very good at stating what they need if they need anything specific, which is very helpful. I prepared myself. I exited my businesses smoothly. Um, I had to invest in myself. You know, I had to have uh, preparations for speaking and, mm. you know, <laughs> being in front of a lot of people and talking yeah. in, in not your language even. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And as I'm not political, I had to investigate how people had uh, maneuvered this procedure before. And many times they have been political. Mm. And I really didn't want that. And I'm certainly not going to do that now. So I had to think about, contemplate how I wanted to perform this. So it's a very different approach that I'm coming in. And I have to mention as well, the scenario is different because we yeah. have social media. So yes. that is easier yes. access for women i love internet for women <laughs> i mean we are talking i'm talking to australia we have 12 yes. hours of difference you know oh so, i know you well you're talking to me based in australia but this podcast has an international audience you're actually talking to everybody around the world and that is that. the beauty of internet and social media that you can easily talk um on an international platform with the work that you're doing and I do really understand and this is what I love about women leadership and I don't say this because I'm not saying I don't like that about male leadership I'm definitely not saying that 
but what I do resonate in a way that what you say, um, in a way probably because it resonates with me, and that is that you're going in there with um, positive energy and you are about for the people and for the country and that you're putting the politics aside, you do not have an agenda, you come in from a non-political background and that you're taking the courage to stand for the people um and and um and you like you said you've, you you're doing it knowing um yes you may not have that uh political background but you've prepared yourself your family your business to make sure that you you've um can focus when you know um once you're elected yeah and and even now running because it's only four months of a run uh, this is very let's let's go there let's pick up on that and say you know it's very easy to as a woman to have many roles and too many roles mm. and it's it's exhausting and it puts a lot of demand excruciating demands and I really wanted to enjoy running yes. and the fruit of it and uh, that's why I removed everything else and I come home, I come as myself and uh, inexcusably. And uh, I really have, I, I think that's the best role model when you yeah. never sacrifice yourself for anything and you just come as a human being for other human beings and you have your uh, standards, yeah. you know, stick yeah. to it and, yeah. and stay strong. So, yeah, I come with a bunch of love, <laughs> of love and it's going to be enough. Don't worry yeah. about it. It's going to be enough. No, no, I like that. I like that. Yeah. So you talk about, I see that as, I guess, the, the strength um, that you bring to the table as a candidate. Um, what are, and, and also, I guess, the, the love with, and your private um, experience, the non-political experience, so that you focus on the issues. Would you like to, um, is there anything else that you think that you could, that you would bring to the table as a candidate? Sure. Uh, I'll be advocating for solidarity mm. because uh, first and foremost, uh, solidarity of women and solidarity for women, but also in general, in equity. So we would remove as much as we can the demographic uh, definitions as age and gender and origins. And I'll tell you why. It is because in Iceland, we've had a lot of uh, influx of people. We need hands on the deck. Yeah. And uh, we have a strong growing uh, work market. Uh, but we've had uh, a surplus of influx. So uh, over... A decade or so, Icelanders have grown about 8%, but uh, immigrants about 160%. Oh, wow. And we okay. have over 20% of the nation which wasn't born here. And okay. it, yeah, and it's happening very quick. So this yeah. scenario is a bit unique, which means that we are past gender equality we are on to equity. We are on to, yeah. you know, the parity of humans. So by that, I mean, solidarity means that we really have to choose it. It's not innate. You have to choose solidarity. I'm going to stick by you. I don't agree with you, but I'm standing by you. 
Yeah. And I have to talk about those three pillars I mentioned because democracy and freedom of speech, uh, people have died for us, so we would have this right. And uh, it's disrespectful not to protect them. So we have to mm. protect those rights. And in Iceland, at least, we can fight for them and protect them in peace, peacefully. So I say to the people when I'm um, running, I say, well, I'm standing up for us. Could you please stand up and vote? Could you please mm. come and make up your mind and, you know, take the talk, talk the issues out? And uh, the third pillar is the youngest pillar, it's equity. We're actually just practicing that all over the world. And you know this as well as I am. We have migrational forces all over. We have societal and financial turbulence, and it goes straight to our humanity. So mm. when we get scared, we are diminishing our own light and we are diminishing the light of others. We're kind of being protective. And we need to loosen up and have faith in what we can do because the choice is our power and we are fully capable of making the right choices. So I really emphasize, you know, through everything that I'm talking about is the solidarity, the choice of solidarity and using love always with respect. You know, when you react to a difficult situation, use love. Don't yeah. use fear. Because yeah. you can choose that one too. Yes. And yeah. it's not easy. We're not talking about easy stuff. We're talking no. about hard stuff that we have to rise above, you know, rise above the ego and differences yeah. of opinions and everything. But it's truly the way. So yeah. that is going to be my message all through. And I think I think it's it's uh, it's a beautiful message. It is it is difficult. We, you know, you could you could take the fear and make the country divisive, or you could take the love and try and bring everybody together, isn't it? Unite everybody. There yes. you go. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I, Let's I, agree I, to disagree. Yes. Yeah. Um. That is. That is. Can that I tell you really... one thing? Yeah, in the sure. past. Yeah. One thing that is very special about Iceland is that when we originally had uh, Christianity coming yeah. to the country we already had a viking religion with many gods yeah and it was a strong religion at that time so the solution was after contemplating that we would have one law but we would have many customs so you were allowed to have your religious beliefs and your customs but the law was uniting us and i think we're back to that square because we have a melange of people coming to us, which is very, very good. It, it is a very fruitful community, but it means that we have laws, but let's please practice diversity and love the mm. customs that we all have. Mm. I love that. And 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 that is, I, I would love to see that all across the world. And, oh you yes, know. let's do, let's make it a <laughs> virus. I know, I know. Let's make it a love I'll, virus. <laughs> I'll inject so, everybody. Yes, I like that. I like that. Let, let you know. Let's let's make Iceland lead that. Yeah. Um, you know, this is this isn't a special episode of International Women's Day. 
um you know let, let's um all you know i love i love the passion about uniting people tell me about the passion and your work around gender equality oh yeah i love that question uh i'm born and raised under uh, in gender equality so the gender equality law they are almost the same age as i am you know i'm 50 mm. my parents and grandparents they were all working they were all taking care of their children in symbiosis with their work environment, just as I do. Yeah. Uh, my mom was teaching physical activities uh, yeah. in elementary schools. Yeah. yeah. When I was young. And do you know that I'm raised in gym classes? In the <laughs> really? Yes. She <laughs> had no means. Now, listen, this is an interesting story. And we learn through stories. So yeah. she had no means of daycare or babysitting. Mm. Yeah, so she just yeah. brought me along. And I'm also fortunate enough to be raised up with my grandparents. So I got the knowledge of that generation too. And I think because we're talking about gender equality, it's very interesting to see how we have shifted from generations living together under that same roof yeah. uh, to so-called independence or maybe mm. the isolation of generations and we have a bit robbed ourselves from the wisdom of the generational dialogue. Uh, I, I say this because I'm raising uh, young people. I have three boys and a girl. And my twins, they're almost 20. Wow. And it's so educational to be raising a young man today. And he, they're, they're asking me, uh, should I pay the bill? And I'm like, I don't know, did you invite her for dinner or did you decide to go together? You know, it's your ch yeah. choice, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. So they, we always have this choice in every generation. Yeah. And it's very important to have this dialogue. That's why I'm talking about it. Uh, and use it whenever we can. At work, uh, I've been working in the male-dominated environment for over a decade. So... That's why I went to the Association of Women. I needed mm. women, female voices. <laughs> you know, yes. I was working yeah. in investments yeah. with where the money is and yes. in the construction industry. And it was just all male, a lot of mansplaining mm. and all those dynamics, etc. But not a lot of drama. I can tell you that as well. So it's True. very clean. I love it. It's very clean cut. I, he I hear you. I, I know oh, you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I have the yin and yang, and I love both. Yes. I, I, I cherish both. I, I want to tell you what I did in that environment. Uh, I spotlighted women because we were rare. We would be like 5 7% of the industry. Uh, I made advertisements, you know, with with scaffolds with security material, you know, helmets and everything. And I yeah. used young females, young athletic females. And uh, I gave the industry another view about, you know, it's not all males and we yeah. could raise our uh, girls to be there too. And yes. they really like this dynamic as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when we had advertisements, I would advertise... Um, for special days, always stating, you know, equality is a choice and a hammer is a hammer. You know that a mm. hammer is a hammer. It's universal. So yeah. let's not, you know, let's not link the gender to work. Yeah. Uh, 
so I really used the opportunity in that environment to to spotlight to yeah. correct corners. In the association, uh, they have almost fifteen hundred women from all over the country. It's very rapidly growing and condensing. The fastest growing committee is one of New Icelanders, the women of foreign origin. And I really made an effort to make them fly, you know, to open up for inclusion. And I'm not talking about integration. I really do not want you to integrate. I want you to keep your culture. But I want you included. And I want Mm. you to shine. And one of the universal issues we have is the language. So when Mm. you move to a new country, you always, unless it's English or something very common, you know, you have the language as a barrier. And that Mm. is the case here in Iceland because we talk Icelandic and we are 380,000. So it's, you know, it's just a street. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And we also have this thing, uh, women out out in the country. So they have, and you know this in Australia, they have biggest challenge is the solitude. So you are alone and you might have a village where there are maybe 10 women in the prominent uh, positions and you have very few people to talk to. If you Mm. need to air your issues or get mentored or, you know what I mean, you need the uh, connections. Yeah, it's very hard. Yeah, very hard. But what we did was that we made the association as electronic as we could. Mm. So, yeah, we used internet. We used the internet in a beneficial way, and I love that. So, you would we would also uh, stream. So we would webcast, and you could watch when you were making dinner or walking the dog or whatever. All the podcasts and webcasts and everything, they are so helpful, and they unite us because. I am making sure that you can listen in whenever you can, right? Mm. So let's, you know, let, let's embrace the beauty of what we've got and really use that as a platform. Uh, finally, I have a, one final point, and that's for the gender, uh, I would say, accelerator. When I invest, this is my money. I'm very protective of my money. Uh, I'm not gonna die with it. Let's uh, say that too. I'm gonna give <laughs> it away, yeah. all of it. Um, I love to angel invest, and mm. I especially uh, angel invest in women. And I'll tell you why. It is because when women are in innovation, and it's it's a hard path. You have to sacrifice uh, work and pay, and you have a passion. It's a passion that doesn't shut up doesn't shut up in your brain or heart or anything just pushes you forward and it's excruciating hard and when you finally go and want to you know ask for money usually the women are too late because they want to have it perfect the guys just go and they go ahead and say i need money and who can give me money you know they just start sniffing around and scratching for it and they usually get it they usually get it so Women in Iceland, and this is not unique, they get about 2%. I'm not talking 20, I'm wow. talking 2 Okay. Of the funds available in the innovation. It's oh, we know, yes. So 2% uh, in Iceland. 
Yeah, well, and you know, universally, it's it's just it's three percent. You know, I know. Yeah, yeah, no, so I, I know it's about yeah. Crazy distorted. You know, yes. this is not yes. sustainable. So basically, what I do, I hunt them down. I hunt down as an angel, and I make my pick according to my heart. It's not. It's not uh, always lucrative. Doesn't matter. It's something that I know it's going to grow or be scalable. And I just, I come in early and then I push them. I just blow under their wings and I push them. And you can do this in different way. You can do it with money, yeah. especially, you know, so you have salary yeah. and then you can open doors. A lot yeah. of calls oh, and, yeah. you know, connectivity. Give them opportunities. I know. Spotlighting yes. and talking yeah. about them, go to the yeah. radio, you know, whatever. And it's really about that. So I would say if if anything, please, anybody that is listening, if you're still keeping your money in, in the bank, reconsider, you know, invest in women and directly. Absolutely. Can I then ask you, like, I guess on that note, because I'm so passionate about that, I cannot tell you. And, and with, I'm actually doing something called elect women and it's about bringing opportunities to um aspiring women leaders and probably more around the women leaders and board roles because i do believe that if the more we have women in leadership roles and board roles the more balanced the world will be you know the more peaceful the world will be so that's that's another podcast later on um so in in that in, in that um, experience and the work that you do there, can you share how with the companies that you've invested, um, what is the um, what is the outcome in terms of the success? Because I would like you to share with the audience, the listeners here, um, especially the, you know, explain to other uh, investors, angel investment is a very risky thing. We know the general statistics that one in ten. Uh, generally become unicorn um, um you may have four or five you get your return on investment and then the rest you may fail type of thing so what's what's the when you when you say you seek out these women and you kind of give that sort of encouragement what's your rate of success um in 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 kind of like in very broad, broad brush terms 100 percent 100 percent that's good I, to know I, I, yeah i absolutely follow my money uh <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to work in internal accounting so <laughs> okay, i follow the trail i watch my Excellent. money yeah. yeah 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 but basically let's go to the start i don't invest in something that i don't believe in okay okay so i know yeah. what i'm doing and yeah. that is really where i recommend people to be okay so if you're into clothes or if you're into design or whatever stay there you know yeah your spot Pick, pick your yeah. niche. And I want to tell you my latest success story. It's when I came in early and I angel invested uh, three women. And uh, they wanted to make material, teaching material for young children uh, about innovation and uh, sprouting. So creativity and innovation. And it went straight to my heart because I've been teaching science for children for six years now, six to nine-year-old. And I said, we need this material. And uh, as Iceland is on the path of very innovative path, okay? Mm. And the, the government has invested in innovation very heavily. 
So I said, this is something that we need and uh, we have to scale this and we have to scale this, you know, to STEM and STEAM even, take the arts in. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, they launched their book. So they have a physical book about creativity and innovation. They are in the television. So the children's television, educating uh, you know, children about innovation and, and creativity. And they have children hosting. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and uh, then we have a creative spot in Reykjavik that they got coordinated with and they're going to have camps innovative camps for children so it was a combination you know of different material you have a book you have a, a television show and uh, you have these camps uh, all this is made possible both by the money invested mm -hmm. and constantly opening doors so constantly knocking and saying, Sandra, I know you can open a couple of doors. This is important. Could you please see if it fits? And this is what solidarity is all about. It's really yeah. about you do you have you, you should never be a stop sign to anybody. You should be an arrow. So mm. the way for that other person, especially for a woman, because that is going to make us, you know, rise above and escalate in sustainability so this is you can hear it's truly my passion yes. i know yes. i can tell <laughs> it's the Absolutely love virus it. it's the love oh, virus. no no i love it and i just noticed in the time and i thought i better keep asking the questions otherwise this is going to be a two-hour podcast yeah, <laughs> <That's sure. right. laughs> let's move on okay yes all right so um so i just want to ask um really this um um what happened in iceland last year with that um, momentous strike in October, uh, with the Women's Day's Day Off strike, which, um, um, like, you know, again, going back to Iceland, you know, in the theme of the whole gender equality, knowing that Iceland is still leading, you know, with, with gender equality, and yet it's still, there were still challenges, and you still have that Women's Day, uh, Day Off strike, do you want to just tell us a little bit about that significance of the day, considering Iceland is still far more ahead than the rest of the world, and yet you have this uh, movement on that particular day? Sure. We have been leading in uh, gender equality, according to World Economic Forum, for 14 con uh, years in a row. But yeah. we use October 24th uh, to push hard and press for equality. And we've been using that day for 49 years now. So mm. the first day, first day was in 1975. And you know, according to UN, uh, equality is due in only 300 years, I think. So the issue is a bit pressing. <laughs> it is depressing. <laughs> it, it is pressing. We're still talking yeah. about it. We're still trying to, like, saying we need it. We have 51% of the population of women, and yet there's still no equality. I know. But, you know, uh, you might wonder why this particular event is important, and I want to tell you why. Yes, so please. we are all aware of this universal scenario. Uh, women are more likely to take on unpaid domestic and familial tasks. Yeah. Most of the time, women hold the uh, third shift, planning everybody else's lives, you know, when to go to the dentist, when to go on holiday, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera, going to the groceries, et cetera. This is our re reality all over the world. Wow. And 
the societal expectations of effortlessly balancing work, <laughs> family, body, and mind, you know, we yes. all juggle, okay? Let's say this out loud. We all do that. Uh, one of the things we have uh, observed as well is the increase in professional women going on sick leave. So due to the crippling stress, and we've seen mm. this in top positions as well, right? And we can't have that. So this year, or, or last year now, last autumn, uh, we focused on around the globe that women, trans, non-binary individuals, they continue to experience the systemic wage and opportunity discrimination. Uh, and then we have race, uh, national origin and ability compound in this inequality. So it was historical and uh, significant to uh, go against these discriminations. And we got about 100,000 people, mostly women, on site. Mm. That's over one-fourth of the nation. Yeah. And I know it's amazing. And it we is. stood together. I know it's, it's, and we got it good work phenomenal. as well. I don't know how we did it. That is <laughs> it was meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But basically, what is also different is that we stood together against all gender based violence. Mm. So we stood together for the most vulnerable members of our society, the immigrants, mm. asylum seekers. Mm -hmm. And it was really pressing that together we would make this change. Yeah. And uh, on a personal basis, I took my children downtown. Uh, my 10-year-old girl, she made her own protest sign stating, go equality. Okay. Uh, mine stated, one race, the human race. Excellent. And it's, yeah, it was really about everybody going there and uh, clear the backpack. So realize yeah. where we are. And saying, we cannot talk about this anymore. Now we have to act upon it. Yeah. And I, I couldn't demonstrate a better example of solidarity than that day. And I hope you can use our picture and our dynamic. Yes. yes. That was beautiful. Let's replicate that. <laughs> yes. I would love to see that, actually. I would like to see that as a global strike, to be honest. Oh, yeah. um, and just to also show the importance of the unpaid work, uh, the significance that when a woman goes on strike, how much, how, how that is an impact on everyone, everywhere. We, do, we just walk out yeah, and we say at two o'clock, I have to be somewhere and they have to cover it. And what was interesting, and this, everybody's going to smile now. I wanted to go swimming on that day and they were all male servicing the swimming pool. And they said, you have to go back home. And I said, why? <laughs> well, because this is your day. And I I was so touched. I went to the bakery and I got them a cake. And I said, guys, I love you. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that's solidarity oh, as well. That's oh, yeah. nice. That's, that's really funny. nice. Um, okay, so we're almost there. Um, I'm just going to finish off because I know that I'm actually, this has been a wonderful, wonderful conversation. If I could um, indulge a little bit about the work that I do with um, Alex Stars, um, so I don't, so with Alex Stars, I know um, outside of the podcast, we I've, I've mentioned Alex Stars with um, what it's about highlighting the companies um, to have better women representation in leadership and boards, 
and the criteria we have very straightforward criteria because we don't want any ambiguity it is about having at least one um ceo or cfo you get one point one woman board chair another point at least 25 percent of women on boards the third point and the fourth point is having at least 25 percent of women in senior leadership team and if a company has at, scores at least three points they are uh, they qualify for a, a elect star and so when a company has an elect star we know they are truly committed to gender equality because they're not just talking about it they actually have women represented on top and through our research when why we did this was because we researched through the listed stock exchange and less than five percent of companies actually have that stats those three or more points on on their um in their company so we were quite surprised with that. So I was wondering, in your opinion, um, with the work that we're doing, do you see Alexstars for gender equality as an effective tool? Absolutely. And uh, as we're talking business, yes, yes, yeah, uh, uh, different dynamics. Participation needs to be a sell. It can not only be an encouragement. That is, uh, yeah, that is the dynamics of the business. So when we have, as in Iceland, we have uh, official policies, laws, and regulations that bring us to conform and frame it, it makes it all the more easy to implement. When you don't have that, it's a struggle. So the traditional business model is to focus on growth, revenue, dividends, et cetera. So these focus points are shifting because mm. we're in solidarity dealing with sustainability. And there is no sustainability without women. That is the truth. And we all know this. So the reality is that we need to emphasize solidarity and the proven advantages of diversity and gender equality. So this is really about uh, the cell and to prove it and uh, spotlight when you have mm. a company that can show the benefit highlighted you know, go screaming in the streets even. It's, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. it's yes. really about that. And if you have a bundle of them, team them up because yeah. it's really about the ripple effect. And uh, when you have a market leader, that is also very helpful. And we have used that in Iceland as well. We have this same model. We've had it for over a decade, almost 15 years. And... Uh, we praise them, of course, and cheer them on. But basically, we go to strategically, we go to the market leaders. Because when you have a big company going first, all the smaller ones will follow. And mm. when you make structural changes, and think about this, um, there is a big store that wants to mix up uh, in gender just for um, the cashiers. Mm. And you might have all the cashiers women. And you might have them women because uh, it's very convenient for the hours. Their children yeah. are, you know, in school, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So when you want to change that, you really have to ask yourself, okay, I want 20% of those women to be middle management. How are we going to do that? And I want, instead of those 20%, I want guys to come in. How are we going to do that? Okay, so very strategically, you have to move people around and you have to have other initiatives and engagement. Yeah. And you have yeah. to ask them, you have to ask yeah. themselves, you know, how, how do you want to go about this? Yes. Okay, because yeah. we're talking about people in real lives. That's right. 
That's right. And, 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 and understand, like, because not, yes, the cashiers offer flexibility in the roles, but management roles can be also offer flexibility and women who want to be in management roles um, like to be in those roles, but need to be, need to have that flexibility too. Sure. And now we have a, yeah. the internet and we have computers and we can work from home. So yes. we have a, a lot doable. of other possibilities. I know. I know. Yeah. 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 Well, that's great. Well, I'm so glad um, we had this such amazing conversation. And, uh, and I'm sure the listeners um, have really enjoyed this interview with you. And I do really appreciate that you've taken the time out of your busy schedule, especially campaigning for the presidency of Iceland, um, to come and have this um, podcast interview with me. So I do appreciate your time. Thank you so much um, for being part of this interview today, Sigrid. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I want to tell you all that use love. Love prevails. It's the strongest, strongest force that we have. It's free. It's within us. It's all within us. And it's going to give us peace. Peace in hearts is peace on earth. And that is how we will get through this all. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. So for everyone, I just want to take a moment to thank you all for listening and to express my gratitude for following yet another episode of From Bias to Equality. Don't forget that you can get a copy of my Amazon bestselling book, From Bias to Equality, at any good online store. And thank you for tuning in. See you again soon. Today's episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors. Firstly, we're sponsored by B2Buy. B2Buy is your trusted business buying platform that simplifies and automates your buying process, helping you buy smarter and faster, giving you greater visibility and value. With 100,000 products in one place, B2Buy is passionate about connecting diverse suppliers with corporate buyers, so you can create a more inclusive business environment and buy better with www.b2buy.online. Our second sponsor is Holman Web Lawyers, an award-winning and dynamic full-service Australian law firm with offices in Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, and Adelaide. Not only do Holman Webb offer comprehensive legal services, but they are also a proud recipient of the LX Star, recognizing their commitment to achieving gender equality and leadership. Discover more about their services, initiatives and industry-leading insights at www.holmanweb.com.au. Lastly, our sponsor The CEO Magazine is an iconic, global media brand that inspires and promotes excellence within the business world. It is a source of information, inspiration and motivation for the world's most successful leaders, executives, investors and entrepreneurs. Go to www.thesiomagazine.com. 